Not only do they want that, the construction company now has booked me to do work with them. And just off of that $12 site, I put together about $8,000, $10,000 worth of work this month. Welcome to Elevating Drone Life, the podcast for drone professionals that takes you on a journey through the exciting and ever-evolving world of drone technology. Each week, we'll be speaking with professionals from all walks of the drone industry to learn about their experiences, insights, and tips for success. Welcome to Elevating Drone Life. Welcome to Elevating Drone Life. I'm your host, PJ Kirkpatrick with DroneU. Today with us, we have Glenn LeBay with Aerial Camera Services. Welcome, Glenn. How are you today? Doing good. How's it going, PJ? Fantastic. By the way, this is Glenn. Rocky, and the Scoob, <laughs> all here to you live tonight. I love that van, Glenn. Where'd you pick that van up? How old is it? Uh, that's I've had it for about four years, five years now. I got it. It was a divorce special. It's uh, They were breaking up. <laughs> she got the house. It was on Craigslist, and she's like, get that thing out of my yard. So I found it, and I rebuilt it, and there you have it. I love your mystery machine. I do all the, uh, did all the artwork and, you know, I do all that stuff here. I have a workshop, so including, oh, including the logos, the logos right here on Rocky, all that stuff on the hood and all that stuff. Uh, I do all the vinyl, print my own shirts. Yeah, I'm going to send all my, uh, I'm a, my stuff to you to get printed. We're a full service operation here. <laughs> Well, speaking of, why don't you uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your business? What have you been? Uh, I know you've been working on a lot of really cool things. So, tell us about your business. And what have you been up to? Well, uh, the, the most recent thing that I've been doing that has been keeping me the most busy these days. You know, it started from a pretty uh, humble beginning, but uh, now for this is year number five of doing solar inspections. So I fly solar farms and. Um, do reports and submit data and do all that kind of stuff. And this last year, the mapping business finally took off, so to speak. So um, I've been doing uh, topographic uh, surveys uh, and um, planimetric drawings for a couple of um, uh, surveyors. And uh, and down in Rhode Island, uh, solar company down there has just grabbed on to everything that I do. So I check their grading for as built and, you know, that kind of stuff. So. So with the solar farms, is this a repeat business? Do you go to the same customer like weekly or monthly? Yeah, it's uh, usually once a year. It's kind of looking that way now. Uh, I've seen the repeat of the places I go to. I travel all over New England. So Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Vermont, uh, and Maine. Nothing in New Hampshire for some reason. That's an odd thing. Like there is no work in New Hampshire. They must be building solar farms, but I never hear about <laughs> anything. So I've, I don't do work in New Hampshire for some reason. Odd. Oh, interesting. Is there any place that you won't do any work? Uh, no. Yeah, I'm open to go anywhere. I love it. That's one of the reasons why I built the uh, special services van uh, the Scoob, because uh, it allows me to camp out. That thing is 100% self-sufficient, solar power generator, uh, place to sleep. Uh, got all my little my little uh, th- 
boiler thing for making hot water for coffee and i just bought i bought a, a nutribullet recently to blend up drinks if i need to and um look at you yeah, i know i got a zero what? gravity chair that folds up that i use and uh yeah i camp out in that thing uh quite often especially if i go to vermont and way up to, and you know i've been in upstate new york and stuff and you know where you spend a couple of days you know just to get the work done because it is so far away you know so well, that sounds like a pro tip that uh, you're kind of giving away is uh, drive your own uh, lodging, right? Saves on uh, the cost of lodging. Oh, absolutely. You know, and uh, unfortunately, for some reason, the solar business doesn't seem to understand how the rest of the world works as far as the traveling <laughs> individual, like paying expenses for gas and, you know, taxis and airplanes and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. No per diems. I don't know what it is, but we're going to change that pretty soon because that 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 ship is done sailed for those guys. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I think a lot of people that kind of get into the drone industry, I think they forget to include a lot of things when they price out jobs, right? You highlighted a number of them, right? Um, what were some of the things that you mentioned? Uh, just travel alone. I mean, that's gas. Most people hit that one. What are some of the other ones that you mentioned? Uh, per diem, a daily living expense, just to pay for your food and that kind of thing. Hotel expenses, tolls. Uh, last year, remember, we had like $5 gas. I spent, I haven't, I haven't finished running my taxes this year, but I'm about to figure out how much money I actually spent on running the business just on the road. And it was pretty astronomical. I guarantee it was a double what I did last, you know, paid last year for yeah. fuel. And that was, that was $3,000 last year. So. Yeah. So I guess there's a couple of ways to increase your return of investment. You can either charge more or reduce your expenses. Right. And I think you've, uh, you found a really unique way to reduce that lodging expense with, uh, the scoop there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I camp out all over the place. It's great, too, because like when you're in Vermont and you wake up at the crack of dawn, you can't even fly solar till nine or nine thirty in the summer, you know, because you got to wait for a good angle of, you know, attack, we'll call it, you know, the sun hitting the panels. So basically you got the early morning light and you're just kind of hanging out in your underwear in the field. <laughs> Don't put that image in my head. Thank you. <laughs> So what made you decide to get into the drone services? I mean, have you always been uh, kind of dabbling in this space or is it completely new from uh, your background? Oh, yeah, it's new. It's a new thing. Mostly what happens with me is at least all the business things that I do, even, you know, as I'm developing this uh, flying camera business here um, is I just follow life's path. Life takes me this way. I go that way. You know, I'm a, I have a problem with, Oh, that's really interesting. And then I go down a rabbit hole. It's kind of like building this Jeep right here. Oh my gosh. Um, Sounds so like you're anyway. an early adopter. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. So I got into the, uh, the, the flying camera business way back in, you know, what 2016 or, well, 2015, but I started my business in 2016, but I heard about these new flying machines that take pictures and it was, it wasn't, it was about to hit the mainstream, even though it wasn't in the mainstream yet. So I kind of heard sure. about it. That's how I found drone you in its infancy. You know, I was, I was, uh, communicating with Paul back before Rob was around and his other 
partner was around and, you know, before they even came up with a pricing structure, it was the creation of an idea. And I think we all had the intent back then of becoming, you know, cinematographers. We fly and we do buttery smooth video footage and do all that stuff. So that was great because I learned how to fly then. So I went out and I would take out my Inspire One, which is the first thing that I bought. So I bought an Inspire One Pro and I used to go out there in Addy mode in the winter when the wind was blowing and the thing would be pitched this way and I would balance it in the wind and I'd take it out and take it back, have it face me, do the same thing. And so I did all those maneuvers and over and over and over again, which is something I still do. By the way, I fly almost every day, even now. So would you uh, recommend uh, to people just starting out, how important is it to keep flying? Fly every day. It's all about Every muscle day. memory. Do you want to be able to fly? Do you want to be efficient? Do you want to be safe? You know, I don't, I fly outside when I can, but if I can't fly outside, like tomorrow, I have tiny whoops and I fly tiny whoops line of sight. So that way I'm always working on flying towards me, flying away from me, figure eights. I do that stuff right in my living room at breakneck speed, you know? And um, so I always fly. I fly, I fly, I fly. Yeah, hand-eye coordination is definitely important, especially yeah. for, uh, for for the ones of us that didn't grow up with uh, all the gaming that there is today. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Pong was it for me. <laughs> oh, I, I'm just aging myself. Yeah, I remember my uh, my dad bringing Pong home for the first time. <laughs> right. No, uh, bring it back when, when whenever it happens. So, so you got involved with the drone U. How did you get involved in becoming a drone new elite instructor? Uh, I was invited, surprisingly. I appreciate it. I was invited, I guess, because of my longevity in the business. And, you know, I definitely have experience and knowledge and expertise. So I think, um, you know, that coupled with the ability to communicate with people and have fun with people and all of that, I guess that kind of made me a candidate. I don't know. I don't know. You're going to have to yeah. ask the uh, the powers that be why I'm a drone you elite pilot. <laughs> no, we we love you, Glenn. Uh, you do a fantastic <laughs> job out there. And, and you know, to that point, I mean, drone you elite instructors um, are selected because one of uh, the things that we like to do here at drone you is we like to teach from experience. Right. So uh, most of our drone you elite instructors, all of our drone you elite instructors, I should say, um, have been in the industry for a certain period of time and they've demonstrated their skills in one vertical or another. And, and you've definitely demonstrated your uh, abilities in the, in the solar space and, and mapping as well. So that's fantastic. Oh, and cinematography too, man. <laughs> yeah. How often, um, how many jobs do you do that involve the cinematography piece? Cause I know with mapping, right, most of our customers, they still like to ask, hey, can you do some marketing material too for us, right? Absolutely. And that's great too, because there's no herky-jerky flying when it comes to me because I'm able to be precise in my movement, you know? So so if I do say a flyover on a site, I don't come and then start, you know, eh, 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 and do this with the camera and stuff because in my brain, it's got to look amazing because that's how I trained myself back then to, you know, move the camera, you know, and I'll often, I'll, I'll also, you know, 
reduce altitude while tilting up the camera as I fly in to get closer. You know, I don't just fly in, eh, 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 you know, all that stuff. It just looks amazing. And I think they really appreciate it. They probably don't even know that it's good, but I know if they saw <laughs> something else, they would know. So that's all I care about. Yeah, you, I think they know uh, you get what you pay for, right? So oftentimes, um, you know, companies will find uh, someone online and they'll hire them and even pilot networks. I mean, we've spoken to a lot of pilot networks. They'll have like 10,000 uh, pilots in their network. But what percentage of those pilots in their network are actually qualified and good, right? So have Not you ever uh, flown for any pilot networks or do you still do that today? I have, and I do, but, and unlike the last interview I did on a podcast, I'm not going to recommend any now. I don't feel that they, I don't know. Uh, it still feels like a race to the bottom sometimes. There are some that are better than others, and um, yeah. I still I still work with these people, but I don't know. I didn't feel the joy last year like I did in previous years. It just felt a little like, I don't know. I don't know. Not that thrilled anymore about that whole thing, which is good because that is going to make me say no more now. And it's also putting me more into building my business because now that I've got a grasp on building quality, geo-rectified surface maps and topos and all that kind of stuff, I'm going to pursue that harder now. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, uh, most people, when they start out, pilot networks are really good to kind of get started, get some experience as well. Once you get that experience, like you, Glenn, I speculate you don't want uh, you want a middleman taking a lot off the top of that uh, <laughs> profit, right? If you could find the jobs on your own, that's great. If you do have trouble finding jobs, pilot networks are great because uh, even like the large internet or enterprise companies, uh, if they don't already have an internal uh, UAS team, which a lot of them are starting to do that now, uh, they'll reach out to the pilot networks because oftentimes they want one throat to choke instead of dealing with the individual DSPs. There's a lot of benefits to working with the drone pilot network as well. There is. Um, I'll say this. There might be a lot of work, but it's really hard to make a real living at it. Like, um, mm -hmm. you know, you can do a lot of work, but because it is small paying work or even if it is kind of higher paying, it's there's it's not that, you know, it's it's really hard. I've done it where I've made many, 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 many thousands of dollars flying just pilot networks. But sure. I think that's because of my situation. I've been around a long time and there's yeah. not a lot of people that have the gear that I have. So I get called for a lot of the work up here in New England. So um, that's not a call for competition, by the way, fellas. <laughs> but, you know, keep in mind that you have to spend money to make money. So you can't go out and be Johnny with a Mavic and think that you're going to make a ton of money. You know, I would love to show you my inventory. You know, I mean, that's a solid point. Actually, let's I'm, just I'm talk about opening that. something like this, where every time you fly it, it's twelve hundred dollars worth of batteries every time yeah. you fly and you have to have four sets. No, I'm really glad you brought that up with equipment because it's important, right? Because if you don't have the right equipment, um, you can't complete the job uh, to the customer satisfaction. And and I think a lot of the customers are starting to get a little um wiser to what's required for a lot of these jobs, which in turn turns out to be, you know, a more costly job and more profit. Absolutely. 
right? And less competition too, right? Not everybody has the equipment that you have. Um, so if someone's requesting thermal or, or whatnot, I'm not sure what's in, entirely in your arsenal, but I did see uh, you, are, you have your own, uh, your own MLID and, and ground control points and things of that nature. Yeah, there you go. Look at that. One man show. Yeah, it's a whole, there's a whole lot of investment in this to be able to get to any kind of level, but then you have to be really committed to what you're doing. You know, one of the secrets to being good at anything is being obsessed with it. And so (laughs) even to this day, I still think about flying machines and how can I fly them and where can I fly them and what software can I use? How can I do this? Is there a way to do it? You know, maybe there's a maybe there's a service provider that can help me do my work more. You know, like I don't even process all of my own topography. You know, I'll job it out. That way I can go out and do jobs instead of sitting around you know, going, God, why does why isn't this GCP lining up on the X and the Y and the Z axis? What do you mean I'm three inches off? Oh God! Oh! <laughs> you know, why do you want to even go through that? Let's let people yeah. that are trained that can actually do that work that enjoy sitting in front of a computer all day while I go out and bring in all the work, and then you know, the income stacks up a lot faster that way. That's for sure. Plus you don't screw it up and then look like, you know, you don't know what you're doing. You know, I sound like I don't know what I'm doing, but I do know what I'm doing. I'm just not good at saying it. Well, that's the beautiful thing about, I think this industry is that you, you do have the option to pick and choose what types of jobs you want to do. For example, uh, I was like you when I first started. I like to be outside. I like to be out in the field. So I had no problem outsourcing the post-processing. Um, one of the things to remember, though, for folks that are listening is that, you know, sometimes the post-processing stuff could be uh, the larger piece of the pie, right? But that also comes with uh, other investments as well. You have to buy licenses and stuff like that. But it also takes time away from being in the field and flying. So it's a balance, right? Yeah. And right now I'm I'm because I've just taken myself to a different level with the accuracy that I can provide. You know, I bought a Mavic 3 Enterprise with the RTK. And so with the two MLIDs and that RTK module combined with our free mass core system, I'm able to get some pretty darn accurate numbers I'll set up on top of a known benchmark, uh, a known point that a surveyor has put on the site. And when I'm all done with the processing, it's dead on. It's just amazing at how close it is, you know, within, you know, a couple of, you know, you know, we don't guarantee anything to be dead on accurate, but within a tenth of a foot. The, the people are pretty happy, you know, so if you can get yeah. within that area, because I don't do, I'm not building buildings. I'm just checking finished right. grades before they lay in solar panels, you know, so. Yeah, it sounds like you're working with surveyors too in tandem with uh, the operations that you're working on. Sounds working like. on that, yeah. It's, uh, I've only got a couple people, but I'll tell you, the two or three customers that I have right now are just killing me with work, so. And it just happened all <laughs> of a good. sudden this year. This year it opened up. So I'm like, ah, I'm in. So now now that I have that work to demonstrate and show other people, that's where I'm going to put together my part, my marketing. And I'm going to start knocking on doors. And, you know, if I get one or two more this year, I'll be real happy. Yeah, it sounds like uh, word of mouth is working for you, too. 
It is because, and here's the here's the hack. Okay, you ready for my you ready for my hack? I was going to call in Rob and Paul and uh, say this on the uh, on the Astro New Podcast plug, um, but um, <laughs> I have a customer who I wanted to do more business with. They're a solar provider in Rhode Island. So what they weren't doing enough of was doing. Um, uh, progress reports. So I said, all right, mm. let's do this because I do take pictures and I do that, but they don't really show it or ask for it more than they did. So what I did is I went to Google domains, purchased a website and you can check it out. It's called, um, Robin It cost me $12. I used the free Google domains uh, site builder right there, made a basic site, took the pictures, put it in, made a little headline thing, did a couple buttons. And now what I do is I created a site to where each progress I do, I put a new link uh, or put a new button on there. I do put in the 360. Uh, I always do 360 panos. That's a uh, over deliver under promise thing I do. Yep. So I give them 360 panos, they get a video, and they get the progress shots, and I put them all on this website. It cost me $12. Well, guess what? Now they want me to fly every month. They want, not only do they want that, the construction company now has booked me to do work with them. And just off of that $12 site, I put together about $8,000, $10,000 worth of work this month. Wow. 12 I, bucks, 12 bucks in an hour of my time. I absolutely love that hack for a couple of reasons. One, it only costs you $12, right? One of the challenges that uh, I think a lot of us had in the beginning was uh, the throughput speeds of the internet. Um, I remember myself, I had seven meg upload speeds and you can imagine how long it would take to upload uh, <laughs> 4k video, uh, images, mapping images, all that for processing. It, it took 24 hours. So what you did, you eliminated that problem completely by uploading it to the site. The customer doesn't have to, you know, oh, where do I have to go to download it and blah, blah, blah. You made it so easy for them for $12. That is brilliant, Glenn. Love it. And I've made a private YouTube account. So I just post all my video from YouTube so I don't have to figure out how to get it onto this site that I'm paying $12 for that's free because it's probably harder to put a video on there to host it there. So I built a yeah. free YouTube site, right? That's private, that can't be searched or be annoyed by any algorithms. And so now yep. they just click on that on the site as well. Once again, guys, go to robinhollowsolar.com. You can see it, it's basic, it's simple but it does the job. Now these guys are able to show their partners because they have partners in California because, you know, they build these giant solar sites. So now they can share this with their customers, their clients, their future customers. They go, look, this is the work we're doing. Cost me 12 bucks and they're giving me more work. I absolutely love that hack. And I, I'm confident that, that people that are listening to this, are going to appreciate that because honestly, I didn't come up with it myself. I was not that I'm not as smart as you. So if your customers wanted like the raw data, do you also provide that process for them if they want the raw data? Oh yeah, I, I send that to them as well. 
That's part of the yeah. package, but I also give them a place to show and tell, which is really good for them. So what I suggest for guys out there is go and start and go to a construction site that's in your town and start taking pictures of it and start doing it and build it. And then send it to the construction company, send it to the builder, send it to whomever and go, look, I've been doing these progress reports. I can build this site for you. Do you want me to continue doing it? Uh, that's, right? that's fantastic. I think it's brilliant because uh, you don't have to kick down the doors at the with the project manager because I could tell you project managers are so busy on sites. They don't have time to talk to drone service providers, right? I think the, the process that you're giving them is, hey, on your time, check out what I could provide you, right? And there's one... Uh, there's one item that I think you highlighted that a lot of people overlook. It's those 360 panels. Now, I've heard from a number of different people in even outside of construction, how much people or customers love those 360 panels. Why? Because every week they usually have a meeting, talk about the, the, the construction project or whatever it is, right? And oftentimes they'll pull in those 360 panels just to have it say, hey, look what's over here. It's very navigable. It's very easy to navigate. Um, and it's all visual. You can zoom in really good too. You can do multiple along the site. So don't underestimate that 360 panel because it's it's a powerful product that customers, they don't know about it. And when you show it to them, they're like, wow, I wish I knew about this years ago. So yeah, thanks for bringing that up, Glenn. Yeah, I only go like 150 feet off the site, so it's pretty low. So mm -hmm. that way you can, when yeah. you do scroll in, you get a lot of detail and you can really see what's going on. Now that I host, I do pay for that, and that's on a site yep. uh, called Momento. Momento, that's a 3D60 hosting site because I do like gigabit 360s with my Sony camera and fancy lenses, and I get I get mental, you know like of everything I do. Those are fantastic hacks because as we know, there's other uh, there's other software providers out there that do offer that service as well, but definitely a lot more, sounds like a lot more expensive than uh, the site that you had highlighted. Can you uh, say well, that again? What was that, Momento? Momento. And that's for my Copy 360 that. Pano stuff. There's a couple others out there, but that's the one that I use to host it. I don't remember what I pay. I buy the pro package just because it's a business expense, so I don't care. No, I love it. Well, man, I don't want to pull too much out of you. you uh, we have to save something for the folks that uh, want to train with you, but uh, those are awesome tidbits. What a that's why I'm here, man. <laughs> what's one more best practice or pro tip that you'd like to share with uh I'm here because... Everyone? Because we're Seems here to, yeah, <laughs> we're here, if I could just hold it right. There we go. Love it. Oh, well, something you. like that. There we go. It's there. Is that part of one of the new DroneU obstacle courses? It which is. Which I think this you is, are uh, the first to receive. Thank you. This is, uh, yes, this is uh, the uh, first part of the obstacle course. The, uh, you know, the U-shape fly-through ones. Yeah. So, yeah, that's yeah. what that is. And, um, yeah, looking forward to it. I haven't been able to set it up yet because the ground is frozen. <laughs> so as soon as it does, though, I want to get out there because I need to fly it so I can fly it like a champ. Yes, spring's coming up, which brings a lot of uh, 
a lot of folks that are interested in uh, drone use flight mastery course, which is very popular course. Uh, we love teaching it. And I can tell you how much I, one thing that drives me, and I'm kind of curious to hear what you have to say, but one thing that drives me with these courses is watching someone that's never touched a drone before. And by the end of the day, in eight hours, they're flying figure eights. Yeah. What, what motivates you to train others? Oh, I just like the joy of people. You know, I, I thought about this not too long ago. I remember when I was 25 years old, uh, that was like, I think that's probably the only year I'm 60 now. Uh, what I'm, that was the only year that I really did a little self-reflection because actually I'm not a very deep person. So, but when I was 25, I was like, wow, I'm a quarter of a century. And I actually do remember <laughs> saying to myself that, well, someday I'm going to be old or older or whatever. And I think what's going to end up happening is, is I'm going to be taking my knowledge and I'm going to be passing it on to other people. And it's kind of one of those things, you know, I have a whole list of things that I've thought of or written down or whatever, and they actually do happen. And this is one of those things. I think I'm at a point in my life now to where passing on knowledge and experience uh, benefits everybody you know why can't we all just get along you know why can't we help and share and bring joy to other people you know so i think that's probably what i think is great just like it is for you after you you show somebody you spend a day with them and then they're flying and they're like amazed and you know how can you not feel happy about that you know that's part of giving part of giving is the joy of the joy of that is you know the reward and i think that's why a lot of people give because there is a reward this the satisfaction of watching someone smile and be happy and and you know do things in life that you know I wish there were more people out there like you, Glenn. <laughs> no, Actually, you scary don't. thought, right? All <laughs> <laughs> oh, kidding aside, no, you're fantastic to work with. I I loved working with you when we were out in Denver uh, together. It was fantastic. Love having yeah, you. Yeah, it was team. a good time. Good time. I hope to get back out there again. We got to keep doing stuff. Absolutely. So, for folks that are listening, and uh, I know it's getting cold in your neck of the woods. How can people get a hold of you if they want to reach out to you? Oh, uh, I don't want anybody getting a hold of me. No, I'm kidding. Um, so, <laughs> so, of course, there's the, uh, you know, uh, aerial camera service. It's aerial cam, A E R I A L cam, C A M services.com. Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't make that any shorter. You know, ACS.com is already yeah, taken by somebody. So, uh, so it's hard. It's hard coming up with all this web stuff, you know? So anyway, aerialcamservices.com or look up aerial camera services. We have an office number. Uh, it is an answering service. It's 413-454-1493. And I do answer things that way because I can't always pick up. And of course, if I'm flying, I don't pick up at all. And if I'm not flying, I usually don't pick up unless I know who it is because I'm not interested in somebody going, hi, I'm a Google manager. <laughs> no, no, you're not. That's another pro tip that you just uh, gave everyone, uh, you know, using a service. That's fantastic. And I don't think. Oh, a lot absolutely. Of because of I would constantly miss calls or I would forget to call back. And then I uh, said, oh, wow. And I think it cost me 30 bucks a month or something. Answeringmachine.com. <laughs> Answeringmachine.com. That's what the that's the service you use. I think so. Love it. Yeah. Love it. So uh, that's a good one too. Well, and then you, that way, and then they, no, 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 I'm not going. 
<laughs> no, I I don't want to go either. <laughs> I just spent all day setting this stuff up for crying out loud. <laughs> Look, the scoops out there just sitting there freezing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was worth it because uh, I, 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 for one, love to see your your setup. It's great setup. I'm uh, I'm envious of it. I only have one vehicle. Well, we'll have to do another. Uh, we'll have to do a "What's in My Toolbox" segment or something one of these days, and I'll. Uh, no, I'll, for uh, sure. We can go through a gear and things you need to do a job. Actually, that's not a bad idea, really. That's you a know? that's a brilliant idea. Let me show you my twenty-seven batteries that cost four hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> a piece. Right? No, I love it. <laughs> no, I would love to do that. Actually, that would be a lot of fun. No, it's a great idea. I love it too. So uh, to wrap things up, I just want to say, Glenn, I'm GFY, grateful for you. Uh, <laughs> love what you're doing. Love what you're doing. You have the, one of the best attitudes of anyone I know and uh, looking forward to hearing more success stories from you. You're much too kind. Awesome. Well, that'll uh, do it for us. Wrapping up Elevating Drone Life, GFY, grateful for you. Enjoy the day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Elevating Drone Life podcast. If you were inspired, entertained, or learned something new, please share the podcast with your friends and fellow drone enthusiasts. Join us next time as we continue our mission of bringing the real world of drones to life. To learn more about the Drone U family, head to thedroneu.com or for enterprise solutions, propsflightschool.com.